0: Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski, joined here alongside my co-host, Brian Sternberg. On this episode, we are fortunate to have on Greg Russo. Greg is a sophomore defensive end for the Miami Hurricanes and is one of the top players in the country, having recorded 12 sacks and 15 and a half tackles for a loss this season. Greg, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No
1: problem, no problem.
0: To start your Hurricanes team has been on a bit of a win streak. What do you think has changed for this Miami Hurricane football team as a unit to where you guys
1: are today? Oh, we've just been more accountable. We had like a meeting um, after we lost to Georgia Tech and we just like kind of just kind of not called everybody out but we just like addressed all the problems that were going on like just little stuff like keeping our uh, locked room clean and not having like a mess. So really just like just a, a player-led team and just accountability between us all.
2: As a freshman, like Jack said, you've recorded 12 sacks so far. What do you think really has allowed you to have this level of
1: success? A really just um, hard work uh, running through the ball and also my just my teammates on defense because they, uh, like I have a great D-line uh, with me all, at all times, obviously, with Trayvon Hill and John Ford, Nessie um Jonathan Garvin, like all them are, they're such great players that, like, the offensive line, they can't really just keep out on one of us. So, um, a lot of times I can get freed up. And then I just make sure I'll just always make sure I'm running to the ball, giving like maximum effort, and then good things happen.
0: And since we're on the topic of defense, how important is it to have a strong relationship with the other members of your defensive line?
1: It's really, it's really, really important. Just building that chemistry and having that bond, like outside the field, just like little things, like going out to eat and stuff like that. Really, it translates to the field. Honestly,
2: one thing we ask every single athlete that we interview is, can you take us through a typical game day experience and what it's like for a hurricane and what is it like playing at Hard Rock Stadium?
1: Oh uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, we'll we'll leave the hotel like two hours before. Um, then we'll we'll pull up to Hard Rock, what, about 90 minutes before the game. We'll have something called Cane Walk. So we, we'll walk through, we'll greet all of our fans, say what's up. Uh, I love doing that. It's awesome. We get to give, like, the fans hugs, this and that. Then we go into locker rooms. You can go in the field if you want to uh, for the first, like, hour. But, like, usually I just, I just stay inside and just try to save my energy. Really, because I don't want to get tired before the game. But then, but then we'll go out as a team with about thirty minutes, forty minutes to of kick off, warm up, and then people start uh, filling the stadium. We'll be warming up, and then we'll be warming up with uh, t-shirts on. But, so then we'll go inside with about eighteen minutes left, get dressed, and then by the time we uh, come out and get ready to run through the smoke, the stadium's like almost full, and it's like it's getting pretty crazy. But then like this is the best part is running through that smoke. It's like it's the best feeling ever. Like it'll give you like chills. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Like running through so we run through the smoke. We go pray in the end zone, give our fans a high five, and then we just get ready to ready to ball out.
0: And then I think we gotta talk about because Miami, what's so unique, the turnover chain, especially you're on defense, it's taken on sort of a life of its own. And ever since its introduction, it feels like you guys. Have been creating the most turnovers in the country. What is the mo- what is the importance of the turnover chain to this Miami program? And then for you, what was the experience like wearing it for the first time against Central Michigan?
1: Uh, for me, it was it was amazing. It was just like the best feeling ever. Like it was definitely one of my highlights of my college career since I've been here. Was wearing the chain and just getting the crowd heights and stuff, and just celebrating with my teammates. It was really just awesome. And then for as a team, I think it really just gives us life, especially like, uh, even like, especially on road games where everybody's against us. When we pull that chain out and then the crowd's like cursing at us and flicking us off, we're just like, we just love to hate. Like, like it's awesome. <laughs> like, we just embrace it. I and mean, then like, we're just like so together. And it really just sparked our team. Like, our offense sees us celebrating. They get ready. Whenever we see them with the touchdown rings on, we get ready to go out there and ball out. It's, it's really great, I feel like. It's a huge just boost to our team at all times.
2: For you, what was the feeling like having four sacks and five tackles for a loss against your rival, uh, Florida State?
1: Uh, it was great. Just being able to uh, help my team win such a huge game, it was that, that was honestly a huge blessing.
0: And then we got to talk about the sacks so far, 12 this season. What do you think has allowed you to have this level of success this year?
1: I think a lot of it is really just uh, just having a motor running to the ball because I probably got about like just five, five of them probably are like chase down sacks or just like running to the ball, and sometimes I'm just like in the right place at the right time. So yeah, just having uh, a high motor.
2: How did you find out, and what did it feel like when you uh, found out that you were getting your first start against Virginia Tech?
1: It was pretty cool. At first, I was like, I was like, wow, like I can't believe it really started. I was real nervous at first. But once I uh, got on the field, it was all gone. It was just like regular football, to be honest.
0: And we've seen, Greg, the level of success this season. But we know freshman year, pretty difficult. Having the season-ending injury, how did you use that as motivation uh, in the off-season to kind of put in that work for this year?
1: Uh, I definitely did for sure. Uh, I felt like people people forgot about me because I was having a good spring before I got hurt uh, um, in the second game. I had a real good spring and, and a really good fall camp, so I did, I, I worked hard. I sat back and, and I watched like Jonathan Garvin and Joe Jackson. I watched how they played and produced, and I just like took notes, mental notes. So even though I wasn't playing, I was still learning from them. And I just uh, worked hard the whole entire offseason. At, at first, when I first got hurt, I was pretty, like, just mad. And I was just, like, so shocked. But then I, I thought I thought about it, and I was like, everything happens for a reason. God doesn't make any mistakes. So I worked hard the whole off season and just uh, came out and just tried to showcase what I could do this season. During the off season, was there
2: anything specifically that you worked on to improve your game?
1: Uh, definitely a uh, um, technique with, like, my hands and getting some um, more pass rushing moves.
0: And we talk about the off season a lot and kind of building that culture. What would you say, if you had to describe it, is the culture of this Miami football team?
1: Um, Just tough and competitive. Like, we, we won't back down to anybody. But, like, we don't care who they are, like, and even you can look at our games, all of our games, like Virginia Tech, we never got blown out the whole season. we've been losing close games. I'm not saying it's okay to lose, but, like, it's just not our thing to get blown out. We, we just won't – our team just won't let another team just dominate us like that.
2: You guys are one of the most fun teams to watch in the country. Uh, just a question for you. Who would you say is the funniest guy and the best dancer on the team?
1: Uh, <laughs> best dancer – it's will be Mike Harley, Yeah. And then the funniest guy got the either Mark Pope. He's hilarious. Uh he's a receiver. And then John Ford, the D tackle, number ninety six, he's he's pretty funny too. Yeah,
0: we've seen you guys have a ton of fun on the field and it's translated to wins. And under new coach Manny Diaz, what's it like playing under him? And can you describe your relationship with him?
1: Uh, my relationship with is actually just—it's great because he's really the one that recruited me, him and the safety coach, Coach Bonda. They actually recruited me the most. And I'm really – I'm happy that he's the head coach, man. Just watching him from when he was a D.C. and how, like, even though, like, our program wasn't doing that good, like when we went 7-6 last year, like, the defense always played at a high level and they always kept that standard, that Miami standard. And just, like, uh, he, takes, he takes what he does so seriously. It's always, like, the little things in practice, like, He's not going to get mad at you about like, I mean, I mean, he is going to get mad at you about like just tackling with your wrong uh, toe or your wrong shoulder up, like little things that translate to the game. He's he's all about the details. So I feel like he's really uh, like an amazing coach. And I feel like we're really doing something special. And he's definitely the right guy for the job.
2: Can you take me through uh, kind of what goes on in your mind when the ball is snapped and what's your initial reaction?
1: Uh, when the ball snaps, uh, what goes on is just in my mind is just getting a good get off, and then making sure that, at like in the first few seconds, I identify if it's a um, a run or a pass, and then if I see the offensive lineman setting, I will just start looking at his hands, and then just try to just work a move. Usually, I'll have like two like two moves planned out. Like if he oversets me. Um, like a, a club swim inside, or just like a, a speed chop going outside, something like that. If he doesn't overset me.
0: And then when we talked a little bit on the about the off season, was there anything specifically that you worked on to improve your game?
1: Uh, nah, it was really just like kind of everything, but definitely just hands, like technique with my hands and stuff like that. But pretty much everything, just getting better as a player, completely.
2: I you know you spent a lot of time on the football field, um, and we've seen what you have um, accomplished so far. But off the football field, what is your favorite part about college?
1: Definitely going out to eat with my friends, this bonding with them, going to the mall, just little little things like that. Playing 2K, definitely. I love playing 2K. So just, just having fun with my boys, for sure. Do
0: you have a go-to team?
1: Uh, Milwaukee, for sure. Because y- nobody can stop the if he gets going.
2: <laughs> if you could be trained by one player currently in the NFL or retired, who would it be and why?
1: Clay is Campbell. And so I feel like we have a similar pad level because he's so tall and he does a real good job. keeping his pad level down. He has, he has great technique, great hands. He's super explosive. Even though he's bigger than me, he kind of reminded me of myself because of his height. So definitely Clay is Campbell.
0: That's a good choice, and I, I want to talk a little bit about the Miami defense and kind of the older guys there. We know you're one of the younger guys, even though being really successful this year. Are there any older guys, junior, seniors, that have been role models for you on this defensive side of the football?
1: Uh, definitely Jonathan Garvin. Uh, like, since I, I came here in spring of 2018, January, like he really took me under his wing. Uh, he he gave me um, he gave me his playbook to learn the plays. He's he's always helped me out. He was he was uh, he was there for me. Like when I got hurt, he was like, man, just keep working hard. You're gonna be great next season. He's always been rooting for me. Uh, he's one of the um, just like whenever I like I get a sack in the game or something, he's like one of the first people to come up to me and celebrate. So definitely Jonathan Garvin. He's really a great player and and a great teammate. For
2: those who don't know, what is your role on this Miami defense?
1: On first and second down, I'll be like a normal DN, And then on third down, they'll move me around. I'll be a three tag. I'll be a nose. I'll be a four eye just to get the offense thinking.
0: And with collegiate athletes, Greg, we know it's a, an adjustment for everyone. But you played a lot of wide receiver at the high school level. How do you think not just focusing on defensive end, but also playing multiple positions and on offense impacted your transition to the collegiate game?
1: I think it helped me because just knowing how different positions think, it just gives you this like a, a wider view for the game. Like You just see more, you know?
2: And let's talk a little about your high school career. What went into your decision to choose Miami and was Growing up in Florida and being a Miami fan, did that have any impact on your decision?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, just growing up and just watching those like Florida State Miami games, being like, man, like imagine if I could play that. Like that would be that would be great. That'd be amazing. Just just watching those games. They're really just it's just really legendary. And just watching the hurricane run through that smoke is just like something I wanted to do since I was a kid. So definitely.
0: And we want to make mention of this. I, I know, focus on guys like you, Garvin. A lot of top tier, Shaq Quarterman on your defense. A lot of top tier, well known players. But is there one underclassman, freshman, or even a sophomore like you on this Miami team that hasn't got the immediate attention, but you feel should be on draft
1: radars pretty soon? Uh, next to uh Jade Silvera number one to tackle. He's a he's a dude. He's a, he's really a bully in there. I feel like there's, like, nobody who could stop this Boris, And, yeah, that's, like, that's one of my closest friends. But he's a, he's a dog, and he got hurt in fall camp. So he's been coming on later in the season. He's been playing great ball, and I feel like he's going to be, like, nation's going to notice him pretty soon.
2: Greg, what are your career aspirations once your football career is over?
1: Honestly, just uh, be the best football player I can be and just never never stop getting better. So just keep on improving uh, year in year out.
0: And then we want to talk about you know NFL insight as always a dream of many's. What would you want GMs or
1: scouts to know
0: about your game?
1: Oh, I I feel like um, I could play in any position on D line. Uh, I I got a high motor. I don't I don't I don't uh, stop until the whistle. Mm, what else? Yeah, pretty much that. I don't stop them to the whistle and I can play whatever they want, really.
2: And for the last question, for any rising high school football player, what is one piece of advice you could give to them?
1: Just just keep on working, for sure. Just just never give up. Um, don't ever get discouraged. And also, something that Coach Diaz is preaching to us, is just win your race. Like, Don't worry about what the next person is doing always but just worry about being the best version of you and then you'll be great be the best version of yourself and not trying to like be something that you're not
0: that was greg Rousseau from the miami hurricanes we really appreciate your time and good luck the rest of the way we can't wait to see you on sundays
1: yes sir thank you